choice You can change the world, it's your choice One mic, one voice You can change the world, it's your choice One mic, one voice You can change the world, it's your choice One mic, one voice Welcome to the One Mic, One Voice show, Building the Collective Conscious. Show that's created to give space where your voice, ideas, and informed opinions can be heard, appreciated, and debated. I am your host, Michael Eric Owens. Folks, welcome to the show. I know it's not Sunday. It's Tuesday. Normally we do things, uh, you know, on Sunday, but, uh, you know, sometimes you got to take a break, get away for a minute. But I'm excited to be here with you this Tuesday. Arthur says, on a Tuesday, man, must be something on <laughs> on your mind, my brother. Well, you know, originally I was going to talk about this um, on Sunday. But I wanted to do a little bit more research on it. And, uh, and plus I had something very important to take to on Sunday, which took priority. You got to have your priorities in order, folks. Yeah. Yeah, enough said on that. But, you know, it's it's crazy now because we're getting down to um, the time where we have this transition of power. Uh, will not be a peaceful transition of power. It's going to happen, but uh, I think we're going to have some weird things happen, protests out there and, and uh, might even have loss of life, but there will be a transfer of power. So with that said, um, we have been experiencing some something over the last four years on a national level. And that's why I titled this message today, America's COVID-19 Trauma. And uh, for a lot of people, um, they don't acknowledge their trauma. Um, they don't deal with their trauma. They simply... Um, some might self-medicate, some might be in complete denial. But I think all of us have experienced a certain level of trauma. And and I'm going to get into uh, personal, kind of this personal trauma that we've all shared. But uh, there's, there's trauma, uh, anxiety, um, depression that comes along with, with this pandemic. Um, I mean... It's not natural for uh, people to be locked away in their homes. Uh, for those of us who have taken the virus seriously, let me let me emphasize that. But according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, experiencing feelings of stress and anxiety during a pandemic can worsen any existing mental health conditions that a person has. So let's just stop right there. So, uh, you know, and I'm going to get into how you can find out your level of trauma. But I want, first of all, I want to just make a note that during a pandemic, whatever mental health issues we have can be worsened. That is, that is, that is very serious. So even the daily stress and anxiety and depression that we experience. And I, I want to get real with you because some of y'all out there that, um, that are listening to me or will listen to this tape are in complete denial of your trauma and your mental health. And I'm going to say this and, and, and brother Arthur, no, I'm telling the truth and others that in the black community, we run from talking about mental health. Oh, Oh, Oh baby. He, he, he's special. We don't, we don't, we don't want to deal with mental health. It's, 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 it's a sign of weakness and then in, in the Christian faith, you know, folks will say, well, we just need to pray for him. We just need to pray for him. He can be healed. Listen, folks, mental health is a serious issue. You're not going to pray it away. You're not going to self-medicate it away. It has to be dealt with. And in the black community, we have been struggling forever, I'm sure, just like the Latinx community. In many white communities, you 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 just don't want to talk about it. It's one of those topics that make people uncomfortable. But that doesn't that doesn't make it go away. Doesn't make it go away. And so, over the past eight nine months, folks that are dealing with mental health issues for 
the majority of them, it's gotten worse. It's gotten worse. And they've had to deal with this a lot alone, by themselves, isolated. Um, so this condition, it, it, it worsens any existing mental health conditions uh, the person has and cause fear and concern over their own health and the health of, of their loved ones. Uh, just the very fact that we're going through a pandemic and we're concerned about our loved ones, our friends, our colleagues, that itself heightens our stress and our anxiety. And doing that on a continual basis, I can tell you as a black man, dealing with trauma since I can remember, man, it takes a toll. And anybody that says um, it doesn't, you're a liar. It takes a toll. Month after month, year after year, decade after decade, you're dealing with trauma. I mean, for, for I can just speak for myself. I mean, the, the whole idea of racial profiling and police brutality is trauma. You know, many of the homes that we grew up in were dysfunctional. That brings trauma. The jobs that we worked and how we've been abused on our jobs, that brings trauma. I didn't even mention the personal relationships that a lot of folks find themselves in where they're, 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 are, they're married to a narcissist or a sociopath, and that causes trauma. And then you bring that into um, the space of, of a pandemic, and it, it makes things worse. I believe all that all of us have mental health challenges. I believe all of us do. None of us have escaped this. Um, it's a fact of life. And even when you look at today with social media and the trauma that goes across with social media, not to mention cyberbullying and other things, uh, you know, people not liking your selfies and young girls being upset and, and uh, basing their self-worth on whether or not they get enough likes as their friends, all of that causes stress and anxiety. All of that has a bearing on our mental health. But we have one thing in common, one thing in common, folks, is that we have faced a, maybe I could call it political trauma um, this past four years, national trauma. Maybe that's a better way of pushing it, national trauma from the 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 the. the deaths that we've seen with our own eyes in the streets of America to the protests to the different movements that we've seen arise and fall to the one-term president continually daily berating people on Twitter and people sharing those things and engaging in that oh man destructive conversations has caused all of us trauma but let's talk about trauma for a minute how do I know I have trauma? And some of you have have heard of these uh, of this uh, these experiences called adverse childhood experiences, better known as ACE. People say, "What's your ACE score?" Um, and uh, I tried to do some work with ACE <laughs> with an organization in, in Oklahoma, and and uh, man, uh, they caused me trauma. I'm trying to I'm trying <laughs> I'm trying to bring awareness and. Uh, they cause me trauma. Interesting. Uh, so that you can get a score. So uh, there are 10 types of tra childhood traumas measured in the ACE study. And realize that, that many of these traumas we carry uh, from childhood into adulthood. And, um, and we, we, we try to deal with them um, or we deny them or we run from them. Or we, the big thing, we self-medicate to survive. Um, but those traumas are, are there. They're, they're, we've been carrying them for years. So there are 10 types of childhood trauma measured in the ACE study. Five are personal, physical abuse, verbal abuse, sexual abuse, physical neglect, and emotional neglect. Right? So um, you have been berated emotionally. Talk to condescendingly. Um, anybody ever tell you you never amount to anything? Yeah, 
All of those uh, register as traumas. Five are related to other family members, a parent who's an alcoholic, a mother who's a victim of domestic violence, a family member in jail. I mean, come on. Um, a family member diagnosed with a mental illness and the disappearance of a parent through divorce, death, or abandonment. So, so, so somewhere, <laughs> somewhere all of us kind of fit into those categories. Right. And, um, and, and, and so these are measured by the, by the ACE score. And, and I've left in the description, I've left a, a website that goes into deeper detail about uh, adverse childhood experiences and also where you can actually take the ACE score. And I would encourage you to do that. I really would encourage you to do that because you can't begin to deal with your trauma until you first acknowledge it and know and, and know what what has caused you trauma in your life. And so, uh, but that's not the only trauma. There are, of course, many other types of childhood trauma from racism, bullying, watching a sibling, sibling being abused, losing a caregiver, which could a mother, grandmother, you know, becoming homeless. How many homeless children do we have now? I mean, you have kids attending school that are homeless. Think about the trauma that they are experiencing. And that, keep in mind, we're trying to frame this into this larger national trauma, which is the COVID-19, the pandemic, right? Um, you can have trauma by witnessing a father being abused by a mother, witnessing a grandmother abusing a father, involvement with the foster care system, and also involvement with the juvenile justice system. It goes on and on goes on and on. So so when you think about we we are living in a world where people are in trauma in trauma. And um and you yeah I'm going to get into that in a minute. The most important thing to remember is that the A score is meant as a guideline. If you experience other types of toxic stress, and I think I did a I did a uh, show. It's in the archives. It's about stress. If you want to know, if you want me to send it to you, just just um, just hit me up on Messenger or something like that, and I will. Uh, toxic stress over months or years, then those would likely increase your risk of health consequences. And we and, and we do know that when we talk about minor, minority peoples. Minority peoples, when it when it comes to these ill health issues, we're high on the list. That's because black and brown people are dealing with more trauma. Some of some 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 folks have have been uh, privileged enough to yes, they have dealt with trauma, but not on the level of black and brown people. When when we talked about, I mentioned racism, discrimination, ostracism. All of those create trauma, right? Walking around feeling like you're not good enough or you're not better um, or valued, I should say, not better, but valued as a person based upon your skin color. That is trauma. And so what we have to understand is that we are in a very serious position right now. When President-elect Biden is talking about healing. Now, healing is just not about healing the racial divide. Healing is just not about getting the vaccine. Healing is not just about somebody getting a promotion or getting more black and brown people engaged in politics and, and local, uh, you know, positions of thought. That's not what this is. This is a, that's, that's part of it, but we need to be healed as a people, as human beings. And I can't make this discussion so macro that I talk about the whole entire world. I can't do that. I would like to do that. But I can't if I can't solve problems in my own home, how can I solve problems in my community? If I can't solve problems in my community, how can I solve problems in my state? If I can't solve problems in my state, how can we solve problems in this country? There's the roadmap. 
It begins with you. It begins, as Mike Jack said, the man, I'm going to add the woman in the mirror. That's who it begins with. Begins with us. And if we and if we don't take this thing seriously and introspectively and start looking at ourselves as being people in trauma, then we can't begin to solve. Because hurting people hurt people. And a lot that we see today in the interactions of people dealing with other people simply because they're hurting. Amen, brother. Healing is a perfect word, Arthur says. It's so true. People are hurting, and they're hurting other people. They hurt anybody simply because they are hurting. They are dealing with trauma. Folks, we're going to take our first break, and then we're going to be right back. I want you to hang in there with me. I know it's a Tuesday. I know I, I know. on Sundays you get your little, get your little drink. Sit on down and got your favorite spot, your favorite chair, and, and you want to listen to the One Mic Show. I get that. But it's Tuesday, though. We can make it happen on Tuesday. Folks, I'll be right back. This is Michael Eric Owens, host of the One Mic, One Voice show. I want to give a shout out to all of our listeners all across the globe. Thank you for your undivided attention and for your conversation. You can catch us every Sunday on YouTube, 1230 p.m. Central Standard Time. And you can also catch us on Podbeam, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, on any one of those lovely, wonderful podcasting platforms you love to listen to. Please always remember, you can change the world. It's your choice. All of us have been traumatized by the one-term president. Whether you are for him or against him, the anger, the outrage, um, the feeling of being left behind, like many of his father followers suggest, yeah, that's traumatic. But Many black and brown folks have felt that way for a very long time. <laughs> yeah. I think some of these new traumas for them are old traumas for us. Most definitely. But I want to focus in on a minute on the fact that two specific ones Anxiety and depression. Many people don't understand mental health and trauma. Matter of fact, there are countless people that say, man, what's wrong with you? Man, just, I'm, I'm tired of you always being down. I'm tired of you. You're just so negative. As if a person can turn on and off anxiety and depression. They are serious illnesses. And if you would be honest with yourself, you know what depression is like. You've been depressed. But have you been chronically depressed? Has it been a condition for you? You see, that's where empathy comes in. That's where understanding that we all have our own journey. And some of, some of our journeys are more difficult than others. That is a fact. That is a fact. We can't measure another person's journey by our own. That's arrogance, hubris, 
And we can't tell another person, pick yourself up by their own bootstraps. We don't, we don't understand what they're going through of what they have been through. Anxiety is serious. And remember I said that if you were suffering from anxiety prior to COVID, it's gotten worse. It's gotten worse. Anxiety can cause physical symptoms, and some of these may be similar to symptoms of COVID-19. Think about that concern. Your anxiety, you're dealing with that every day, and now all of a sudden you think you have COVID because the symptoms are similar. The National Alliance on Mental Health suggests that most people with anxiety will experience one or more of the following symptoms. Having a sense of hypertension or dread, feeling tense or jumpy, being restless or irritable, anticipating the worst, watching for signs of danger. I'm trying to get you to understand that there are people among us, maybe it's even you, right? You anticipate the worst. Yes, I'm dealing with chronic anxiety, Linda says. It's so true. It's so true. We, we, <laughs> I don't know, man. If you can say that you, you have no mental health issues, man, I, I, I tell you, I want to know your secret. Because there are things that happen in our lives that are not our control. We don't control how people treat us. We don't control what parents we have. We don't control what neighborhood we grow up in. There's a lot of things that we do not control yet. Um, yet. I mean, we have, we, 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 we have no empathy for those who are suffering and we deny our own pain. However, anxiety can also cause physical symptoms. When a person is anxious, they can experience a panic attack which is serious. This occurs when the body experiences intense physical and mental symptoms. Some of these uh, panic attack symptoms are chest pain, feeling like the heart is racing or pounding, feeling faint or dizzy, sweating, hot flashes, nausea, shortness of breath or feeling of choking, chills, shaky limbs, numbness, tingling in the fingers, a dry mouth, ringing in the ears, butterflies in the stomach, disassociation or feeling as though one is not connected to one's body. Remember I said that if you already have a mental health issue, it's worsened by the pandemic. You see, the, the reason why the pandemic is, is, is so stressful is because we don't have control over it. Matter of fact, we were being lied about it from the beginning. You don't think being lied to causes uh, stress and anxiety? Um, you know, I mean, if, if, you, um, if, you, if you think about what has happened over the last four years, the denying of it, the downplaying of it, calling it a hoax for a person that has anxiety? That's on a whole nother level when you're trying to figure out for a person that is, is, is watching for signs or danger or anticipating the worst as the death toll continues to climb or they lose a family member like I lost three. Do you not think that affects my mental health? Absolutely. It does. That's why I say it's a national trauma. Along with our other traumas, we are facing a national trauma. You see, America was created for the individual and not the collective. America is all about individuality, individual freedom. Remember we said there's no I in team? Some of the basic principles that we talk about in America are antithetical to the progress of a democracy. When individual freedoms trump a collective freedom or a collective, as I would say, safety 
in mask wearing is detrimental to our society. You see, the battle between the collective, all of us, and the individual has always been an American challenge. And usually the individual wins out. I'm just going to give you one example. I give you many examples, but I'm going to give you one, probably the most uh, potent example, gun rights advocates. Now, how many school shootings have we seen? How much loss of life have we seen by an individual, okay, goes in the church, goes in the schoolhouse, goes in a place of business, goes in a movie theater, and shoots people up, innocent people? And how much have we tried as a country, many of us, to get some common sense is the term gun regulations. For decades, this fight continues to go on. The big thing against President Obama, he's going to take away your guns, people say, which never happened. But why? Why is it so difficult? Because of the individual. I have a right. How dare you infringe upon my right? You see, this this idea of individuality in a society has created a, 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 a I would say, a national a narcissistic element in our society. When the individual becomes so important, more important than anyone else, more important than a democracy and the functioning of a democracy which should work for all people. That's a narcissistic quality. Yeah. I think for a long time, for generations, America has been creating narcissists. We see the height of that with social media now. It's all about me. It's all about what I say. It's all about my freedom of expression. And don't get me wrong, I'm not today speaking against an individual's right to be who they are. What I'm speaking against is my right to be who I am that wounds you or injures you. Because I believe the collective is more important than the one individual. I mean, it's a simple concept. I mean, LeBron James is a great player. Tonight, the NBA happens to kick off between them and the Clippers. But let LeBron go out there one on five against the Clippers, and what's going to happen? He's going to lose big time because one person's not a team. We have to understand we have a responsibility as citizens not to infringe upon each other. But in America, man, if you got to do something that I disagree with, like take my guns, guess what? Mm -mm. It's my right. It's my freedom. You can't do that. You want me to wear a mask? Oh, no, 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 no. It's my right, my freedom. Although that infringes upon the health and safety of so many other people. And I can say just like that man is guilty going into that that theater and killing people. Folks that do not wear, wear masks are just as guilty of, of potential murder. Yeah, I said it. The Diagnostics and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders have outlined nine key criteria for narcissistic personality disorder. And I'm only going to give you five as it relates to what we're talking about today. But if you, you, if you know a narcissist, I'm preaching to the choir. I've known several, not just narcissists, but sociopathic people. So first of all, this grandiose sense of self-importance. It's all about me. So, you know, I understand, you know, I'm for that equal rights. But it's all about me. Nope, can't do it. 
No, I can't. I can't. I got to go to that gun show. No, that gun show cannot be regulated. Mm-mm. Nope. It's all about me. Okay. Sense of entitlement. Oh, my God. Do we live in a society where there's a sense of entitlement? Um, that, no. Um, this belongs to me. Or, why do you have that? Or you shouldn't be in that position. Oh, this is just reserved for me. A sense of entitlement, lack of empathy. That I mean, come on. I, I mean, can you honestly say that anyone, a diehard, I'm going to use that word, a diehard uh, Trump supporter displays empathy? I mean, seriously, can you say that? No, you can't. Demonstration of arrogant or haughty behavior or attitude. Again, need for excessive admiration. That's the whole social media environment. You know, I'm amazed by all of these selfies that people take. And I wonder, do they think we're going to forget what they look like from day to day? And furthermore, why do you care what people People, I understand, you know, you you with some friends or as a special, I, I get that. But we got folks on there that, man, they take a self, two, three selfies a day. And I'm saying, are you trying to remember what you look like? Or are you trying to get us to remember what you look like? Because if you need to post that many selfies, maybe you're not that memorable. I mean, it, it's a condition, right? It's the need for admiration. It's the need to be seen. It's the need to like my picture. It's a need for self-gratification. So how do we cope? How do we cope in our remaining minutes? How do we cope in these challenging times? Well, I think, first of all, we have to seek to heal. We have to seek to heal. And, and, and I put it that way because nobody can heal you. I mean, I understand the intervention thing and this, but you have to have the will to heal. If you don't have the will, it won't happen. I mean, it's not reverse osmosis. It won't happen. You have to seek to be healed. And let me tell you how you can do that. First of all, acknowledge that we and yourself are in trauma. As a nation and yourself are in trauma. You got to acknowledge that. You have, to, you, you, you have to embrace that idea and that concept that America since day one. You don't think the native peoples are in trauma? You don't think that trauma is generational? When their land has been stolen from them, when nearly genocide happened to them, you don't think that when they're driving around, especially in Oklahoma, and they're realizing that this land was ours and all across this country, and it was stolen, it was taken, you don't think that's trauma? What is that conversation like with Native children? when they have to explain that history to them, you don't think that's trauma? I mean, come on, people. We have to acknowledge what happened to black and brown people is trauma. You don't think slavery was trauma? (laughs) Being owned by somebody? Being whooped, beaten, lynched? Seeing your, your daddy lynched? Seeing your, your, your mama and your daddy dragged out of their house in, in, at midnight, getting up at the night and seeing a cross burning inside, a, a black church being burned down, you don't think that's trauma? Convict leasing, you don't think that's trauma? Jim Crow, you don't think that was trauma? Seeing, seeing blacks being, being dogs being sicked on them? Let's even bring it even, even today, George Floyd, seeing George's life choked out of him, you don't think that was trauma? Folks, we have to acknowledge, first of all, that we are a nation in trauma. And that we ourselves 
are in drama. Then I'm going I'm to reiterate to you again, do your ACE test and learn about your trauma. You can't, you, you can't fix anything that you don't know about. Yeah, it's simple as that. If you don't know the problem, you can't fix it. Got to know the problem. And for those of you have, who've been in denial, been running, and, and you know. And, and, and I do understand that, 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 that Christmas is, is Friday. I understand. Y'all like, Mike, man, what's up? Why you have to do this, Mike? I mean, we, we want to be in a joyous, man, we are in a pandemic. Haven't we played enough games? H- haven't we kicked a can down the road long enough? Haven't we passed on our problems to another generation long enough? I mean, when will we stop playing games and be serious, not just about the nation, but serious about our own selves? We've had one of the rough years I've ever seen in my life. Shouldn't we come out that year more reflective? We spent so much time by ourselves. I hope you were reflective of your life. And what you've been through, where you want to go, what you want to change, what you want to work on. I hope you did some self-actualizing while you were in this moment and we're still in this moment. I mean, only a foolish person would not have. So I understand. But keep in mind, though, be careful. Be careful when you say, hey, Mike, Mike, why are you doing this now? There are people on Friday. That will be in pain because a loved one won't be at that table. There are people that will open up presents that are missing people this year. We have to stop playing. We are in pain. And the only way to get us to a new America that you've heard me talk about for the last, what, year or so, is we got to acknowledge where we are at. If we do that, we can begin to heal. Biden's talking about he's going to heal the nation. Let me tell you something. Be careful what you ask for. Because healing only takes place when you deal with the pain. When you deal with the the shortcomings, the anxiety, the depression, the loss. When you, when you are face to face with that level of pain, only then can healing begin. So be careful, Mr. Vice President, what you ask for. I'm glad you, I'm, I'm glad you've made this part of your platform. I applaud you for that. But oh, does a fortitude exist among the electorate? For that to happen. So acknowledge that we ourselves and our nation are in trauma. Number two, do the ACEs, learn about your trauma. Again, I put in the description there is a website for you to go do that. I want you to do that. Hit me up. Let me know you did it. You don't have to tell me if you're in trauma. I know you're in trauma. You you have one or two or three or four. Some of us got more. But I would love to hear from you. Uh, and what was your thoughts uh, when you did that? Um, And then you need to find strategies or seek professional help to address it. You need to find strategies. If you if you could have worked this thing out, you've already done it. Let me repeat that. If you could have worked out your trauma, you would have already done it. So don't sit here and say, well, okay, well, Mike, I, I got this. Well, okay, you need to find some strategies. I'm not saying that you need to go get professional help. You might. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Matter of fact, many of us, many of us, the only reason why we're doing as well as we are because we got somebody to talk to. We got somebody that's going to listen, give some advice, right? You need to find some strategies, right? Okay. That's seek to be healed. How do we cope in these challenges? Seek to be healed, right? And then we got to do some actively. We got to maintain a routine. I know, Ben, Ben, I, I know the challenge. Getting up every day, Groundhog Day, you know, you, you, your own Zoom meetings, you need to maintain some sort of routine. It might be a new routine. don't have to be the old routine. It might be a new routine. 
Number two, stay in touch with friends and family. And I'm going to tell you something, man. I, I'm just not a phone talker. I'm, I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm not. I'm just not. I'd rather for you to text me. There's only there, there's a handful of folks that I enjoy talking to. I'm just going to be honest. There's a handful of folks, and they know who they are because we talk. And uh, but 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 that I, I just you know I I get worn down easily. I do. I, I've been through too much in my life, and I get worn down too easily. And 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 I, though I, I love giving advice and and I love being there for 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 other people, sometimes it can be a little overwhelming. I'm just gonna say it. It can be. And so I, 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 I try to, I try to balance that and manage that, but I'm going to encourage you like I'm encouraging myself to stay in touch with friends and family. And this is a, this is a, this is a good one here. Find a hobby or return to an old one. I'm telling you, man, you know, the things that we love to do, those are so therapeutic and self healing. I don't know what it is. It could be, I don't know, quilting. It could be drawing it could be building woodwork it could be what it could be music it could be whatever but return to that or launch into that because let me tell you something it can be so healing to to do something that you love something that you can control the boundaries of yes i i, I will encourage everyone to do something you love for you. Yeah, for you. And then I think you can set a goal, simple goal. But I'll give you a simple one. Get a book. Say, I'm going to be done with this book in two weeks. Here's the date. I'm going to be done with this book in two. Set a goal for yourself. Because many people are just sitting in isolation and they are alone and they are hurting. Right. If that can be your mentality, maybe you tell a friend, hey, you know, I got this. I'm ordering this book. Let's read this book together. Let's let's talk about this book. We can do things to help each other heal. And being connected to someone you love. Oh, man, that's healing in itself. Um, Linda says, seek to be healed. It's so true. This is something we have to do. What are we going to wait on Biden to heal us? Biden Jesus. I mean, he the, he the Messiah now. I mean, the one-term president said he he could fix it himself, and you can see what. <laughs> Hold on. That man stood up and said, he, he said, I alone can fix this. Man, he almost broke it beyond repair. He fixed it. He can't, Listen, he came to the job with no tools. Yeah, he can't, and when stuff kept breaking, he just kept talking. He didn't call for help. He said, I can do it alone. Man, what a joke. We're in such a desperate state right now. Biden cannot fix us, right? We must seek to be healed. And finally, mentally, you know, we have to keep a healthy perspective. I know it's difficult, but the pandemic will end. It will end. This too shall pass. This season will change. It's been a rough one. I'm not going to lie to you. It's been rough. Rough. I mean, look, I, I, I had to build a studio in my house. I had, to, I had to do my own thing just to maintain this show. It's, it's, it's been about change. And change is never easy. I had to learn all types of stuff that I didn't want to learn. I didn't want to learn. I had a great engineer. I come in, I sit down, and Richard at Black and Studios, and, you know, I sit down and get the microphone. I go to work. I go home. But now I got to do everything. I had an engineer. I got to edit. I got to upload. I got I to gotta run the board. I got to do everything. <laughs> yeah. Change. It's not easy. Linda says, yes, I love helping those in need. Absolutely. Absolutely. This is the time. Folks, you know, there are moments in history that we should seize. And this is one of those moments. 
we're coming to the close of one of the most traumatic and difficult years of our lives. But there's a new birth. There's new leadership in Washington. There's the first black vice president. There's some things on the horizon. We have a, a administration cabinet that's the most diverse in history. Things are, the stage is set for a great act. And part of that great act can be your healing, my healing, a new America. We have a moment that if we are conscious people, I'm not talking about people that are self-grandizing and people that are out here in front of the cameras and people that are trying to do things, sensationalizing all of the social. I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about individuals that have the capacity to place themselves in a servant position. That you're not the head, but the tail. That you're not the leader, but the follower. That they're not lifting you up, you're lifting them up. If all of us can take on that mentality, then we will all push each other to the front. Yes. We will show each other that we see value in one another. Yeah, mentally, the pandemic will end. What will we have at the end? Will we come together finally in this country and deal with historic traumas? Um, We have a moment, folks. Think about it. Christmas, what does Christmas represent? A birth, a promise, a new beginning. Receive, right? Receive, give and receive. I don't know about you, but I'm tired of the old. You can have the old. The old America, you can have it. I want a new America, one in which we are honest with each other, one in which we share in the prosperities of this land. Lisa says, is anyone aware of black male trauma therapists in Oklahoma City? Yeah, will someone answer that question? Because that's a very important question. Is anyone aware of black male trauma therapists in OKC? Yes. Because this is a conversation we need to have. Matter of fact, if, if, you, if you're aware, put them in touch, not only with Lisa, but with myself. We need to come on. They need to come on one mic. We need to talk about how to deal with this trauma and have this conversation in our community. But this is our moment. And I'm going to encourage you that while you're sitting back, relaxing, maybe having some, uh, I don't know, maybe like Cabernet or Sylvain Blanc or whatever, whatever you like. Maybe you're a Hennessy guy. Or, you know, I mean, Hennessy women. Women like Hennessy. Or maybe, <laughs> whatever, you, whatever you like when you're relaxing, I want you to think about those that are in trauma. And if you are in trauma, if you're in that same boat with me and others, let's think about each other and what we are going through and not just be thankful for what we have but be thankful for the possibilities of what can take place in a country that is honest with its history, with its present, and where we need to go. Because history will speak of us. Somewhere in the distant future, a scribe will reach down deep into the archives of our time. And what will she find? Will she find that we overcame our differences? Will she find that out of many we became one? Or will she find that we solve nothing and repain, remain a divided peoples? Yes, history will speak of us. Merry Christmas, folks. Happy holidays. Enjoy your day. One Mike will be back in the new year. Peace.
Thank you for downloading the One Mic, One Voice show. Take a moment and subscribe and share. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, or any other podcasting platform. Thank you for your continued support and for your voice. You can change the world. It's your choice. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed on the One Mic, One Voice show are not the views, thoughts, and opinions of our sponsors.